Hello, hello, and welcome to Baki Taki Season 3, Episode 3, uh, Prison and Hell. A great title for a pretty good episode. A lot of stuff happens in this. A lot of scenes uh, that each one is fun, honestly. So to help us walk through this episode, we're bringing back a previous guest on the pod. It's Ryan, and not the Ryan I had two episodes ago. The original Ryan. The OGR. Thanks, Steve. Glad to be back. The OGR. I think you should use that in general. I think that would be a, a good name to go by. All right. All right. <laughs> I'll try it out next time we see each other. Oh, man. So, uh, you, to be honest, I should try it out because I'd be the one referring to you unless you start talking in the third person. <laughs> yeah. And even if I didn't, you know, how, how embarrassing would it be if I just came in and like, hey, guys, from now on, I want you to call me OGR. Like, I just assume... Uh, yeah, wouldn't be good. But yeah, sure. No, hey, let's, let's, let's give it a try. <laughs> I'd back it up. I'd be like, hey, let, let him cook. <laughs> let's, let's listen to what this guy has to say. Um, so for our returning guests, I have a different question I've been asking people. I'm trying to uh, fill out uh, if we've ever made a live action uh, Baki movie, uh, like, you know, the Baki cinematic universe. Uh, I'm trying to get casting and all that stuff. So uh, for this episode, I think the most obvious one, uh, if you had to cast an actor to play Mr. Oliver, Biscuit Oliver, Mr. Unchained, um, in the real in a real live action movie, who would you cast? Oh, man. I mean, if I wanted to go like your typical cliche, who's hot right now, probably The Rock or Terry Crews. Yeah. Um, Terry Crews might that, that, I, I like that. Yeah, I, I I could totally see. You know what? No, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna lean more Terry Crews. Um, I'd love to see him as this big, like hulking, boulder of a man. And I mean, I don't know where Oliver's gonna go this season. Uh, but he's he's quite a presence. So, uh, yeah, let's uh, let's give it to Terry Crews. Yeah, I like that because he is—he is extremely built, but he also has the fun personality that Oliver has, like the not taking things too seriously. Um, oh, that'll yeah. go great. Uh, we also joining the cast of um, Bill Skarsgård and the guy from Squid Games, who um, or the guy, sorry, the guy from yeah, the guy from Squid Games with red hair. Um, this is becoming quite the uh, the blockbuster franchise. Um, <laughs> So let, let's just jump into the episode. Uh, first off, uh, just in, on the off chance, did you have any thoughts on the theme song? Uh, much better than the theme song from my first episode. Oh, you had the season uh, two one where he was just like uh, dancing around with uh, screamo music going on, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was not impressed. Uh on the flip side though this one was it was, was nice it was nice um I, I love when anime brings in you know jazzy type music mm -hmm. uh so this 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 opening theme was was, was right up my alley yeah i, I love it I, I think it's the best i think it's probably it's one of my favorites it's the the only downside is some of the animations a little cheap like there's a lot of holding on still images going on in this one um, mm -hmm. but to be honest they all have that Outside of the one where um, Baki, Uncanny Valley Baki dances around to um, hardcore Japanese metal. Um, yeah, that was really out of place. 
really yeah. out of place. But let's uh, let's jump into the episode. So the episode starts like all episodes do at an exclusive Norwegian uh, hotel. <laughs> I have to assume. <laughs> um, and do you want to walk me through why we're there? All right. Well, uh, there's one guest in particular, nicknamed the Ogre, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, he's visited this particular location because they have a unique swimming pool. Uh, it's not a pool of static water. Rather, it at the base of this really fast-flowing waterfall. And the current rate can change, Yeah, I guess, depending on the time of week or the season. Mm-hmm. They close it down when it gets to a point that not even an Olympic swimmer can keep up with the current. They would just be swept away. I believe they close uh, it down at the very impressive sounding 13 miles an hour. Not even an Olympic swimmer would be able to handle this water. How fast is the current today anyway? It's nearly 13 miles an hour right now. Yeah, I, I mean, to be honest with you, I have, I have no context <laughs> for what that is. But uh, I mean, okay, what is that, like 20 something kilometers an hour? We're civilized here. Is my guess. Editor Steve oh. can figure that out. Editor Steve here. Uh, podcast host Steve's way off. It's only like 21 kilometers an hour. Nice. Perfect. So anyhow, um, thanks, Editor Steve. Uh, very impressive number. And it's told to us by this general guy. I'm not too sure what his name is. Is this Bill Skarsgård who was <laughs> going to be cast? No, that would have been a good casting. Uh, we cast Bill Skarsgård as a 150-year-old Chinese man. Um, oh. No, this is this is Gary Stridham. He works for the U.S. military, which um, apparently is very invested in uh, the lives of uh, the ogre and his son. <laughs> Jeez, it's Gary Stridham. That, wow. Yeah. All right, well, uh, <laughs> so Gare Bear's hanging over by this pool, looking at this fast-flowing water, thinking... You know, all right, an Olympic swimmer can't take this. Who it could possibly want to swim in these conditions? Sure enough, it's the ogre. There's a moment of disbelief, but after a few minutes, or sorry, a few seconds, uh, this character, super muscular, no way aerodynamic or water dynamic, hydrodynamic, yeah. uh, is just fighting against this current swimming the butterfly stroke i think it was which is the hardest stroke to more, <laughs> to more like an with. eagle stroke i would describe oh right <laughs> he's doing the butterfly the most difficult stroke less of a butterfly and more of an eagle perhaps uh, maybe a tuna less of a tuna and more of an orca perhaps my apologies don't they go back and forth uh (laughs) on a couple of things they 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 have trouble defining it i also find it funny that they say like the butterfly stroke the hardest stroke like sure technique wise but like it's 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 still a powerful stroke (laughs) yeah that is true you're using your arms and legs (laughs) yeah um i should jump into some uh high current water and uh and just put it to the test but well you, you you would unfortunately die um, as would anybody who, even Olympic, even Michael Phelps would most likely um, die instantly um, trying to do uh, what the ogre was doing. Um, so I, I realize, have you not encountered uh, Yujiro Hanma before, the ogre? So this is what's so interesting, and this brings up my first question to you. Is this series a sequel to the first one? Because if Hanma is Aki's father, this is not the same father figure 
from the first series. No, it is. <laughs> this is his it dad is? from the first series. Yeah. This Are you serious? He's, he, he, he looks, you know, he wasn't wearing a Speedo last time like he is in this episode, but um, this, this is uh, Yujiro. All right. I guess to be fair, I only, you know, I, I, I hadn't watched any other episodes as per the requirements of being on this podcast, of course, of course. but I just pictured like a more older, sophisticated, like, like at first glance, yeah, sure, he's jacked, but like this guy's clearly of retirement age. No, no, no. The ogre is what, like in his 30s, it looked like? He's got red hair, so. His son's, his son's 18, and his half son, his, his other son is even older. I'm going to guess Yujiro's probably 40, is my guess. Jeez. Well, that is impressive. Um, <laughs> I wonder what the average dad bod would look like in this universe, because everyone <laughs> seems to be jacked. This oh guy. My God. When, when, when Baki gets lined up naked with the other prisoners, spoiler alert for later in the episode, like. I, I, I honestly thought that the author is not able to draw unjacked guys. Like, it, was, <laughs> it was ridiculous. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah no, I, I got thinking, like, the, the guards are ripped, like, your average civilians are ripped. Yeah. What would what would we look like, Steve, if we were drawn in the style of Baki Hanma? I think that I would look... Um, well, I... I don't. I wouldn't exist. Um, I think is the way to describe it. Because the thing is, I would be about a foot taller than Baki, um, and like I would be bigger than him, but uh, mostly through fat. Um, so I think <laughs> I, th I think that visually, I don't fit the aesthetic of this show, and they would just um, refuse to draw me. Um, I, I just don't. I don't think either of us fit the um, like you either look like a weak a weak civi a pedestrian civilian or a bodybuilder that's that's the only two type of people who live in this show yeah the dichotomy doesn't quite fit our physiques so all right mm. <laughs> probably best to not be in that world anyways with all the oh my craziness God. going on yeah no no thank you i'd like it i'd like it to live in a world with more than one woman <laughs> oh my god i forgot that was a thing <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. I was, I was talk, we were talking last episode that once once we get to the prison they, they aren't even going to be in the crowd shots anymore but anyway really? um, yeah well it's a prison well i guess why would they it's it's a guy prison but anyhow yeah so uh so yeah so uh yujiro was swimming through the current that even olympic swimmers can't he emerges by jumping out of the pool uh wearing his speedo <laughs> Uh, hey, Ogre. You know, if you really wanted to get out, you could have just used the ladder. <laughs> and then they, they get a conversation. So so Gary has come to talk about what Baki, his son, uh, Yujiro's son, has been up to. Um, now, now I, I know about this because this was what the last episode was about. But what, what, what did you take away from this conversation? <laughs> a 200-pound praying mantis. That boy of yours is a prodigy honestly and i know this probably isn't what you're trying to get at but it reminded me how in baki if not in anime in general the expressions and the sounds made by certain characters totally betray and i, I truly mean like they, they go against what the person's actually thinking so mm -hmm. what is it stride man or whatever stride you know, asks him stride i'm sorry yeah. uh asks you know yujiro 
what's up with your son or you know hey he's something about a giant two hundred mantis yeah yeah so i didn't quite catch that chalked it up to you know previous episode shenanigans and yujiro's initial reaction is like his eyes go wide he starts to like uh, uh, uh. i honestly thought he was going to blow up <laughs> no he just enters into a laughing fit and says ah that's crazy you might as well have me fight a puppy because that's more intimidating because a puppy is real what you're talking about is obviously fake what are you talking about and there was no real follow-up to that so i'm just going to assume that the mantis is a real thing because it was also in the title credits but it left me definitely more confused than resolved so yeah so i'll give some context here um so this is episode three um so i would say the first three episodes of this season is the setup for the remaining ten remaining nine which is like the, the meat and potatoes of the season um okay the the inciting incident is in episode one yujiro hanma goes to africa and kills an elephant that's about five stories tall um in the second wow. episode baki who wants to fight his dad needs to find an opponent that is equivalent strength to a five-story tall elephant so he imagines a praying mantis that is 200 pounds and he fights the imaginary praying mantis now i will say because this sounds very lame i will say he is very good at imagining so good that other people watching him can see the praying mantis because Baki is so good at pantomiming the mantis into existence. Um, wow. However, Yujiro, and potentially rightfully so, does not seem impressed by the fact that his son beat an imaginary praying mantis, even though the previous episode ended with Baki's kid sidekick saying, This was a stunning victory for Baki. <laughs> so. I mean, who do you believe, really? Oh, crazy! I, yeah, I th I think they're both right. I think it was really impressive, and at the same time, um, I think that fighting a puppy would have been more impressive. Um, <laughs> well, I appreciate that uh, that context. It uh, it helps me digest what was happening. Um, oh no, no problem. <laughs> those those two episodes are probably my favorite two episodes in a row of Baki. I loved explaining what happens in them so much. Oh my gosh. One last question for you here, though, of with, with Yujiro, because I, I think this is the last time we see him this episode. Mm -hmm. Why does Baki want to fight his dad? And again, this could have been revealed in the previous series, but I just thought they were kind of, no, not even estranged. Like, they didn't they live together in the previous series? No, they didn't live together. Although it's confusing because he did, like, break into Baki's house a few times um, and phase through the door somehow. Um,. It's funny because this was explained, but it was explained in episode 25 um, of out of 26. Uh, I believe the main thing, other than Yujiro being a huge asshole, is that he killed Baki's mom, um, which Baki is, of course, not a fan of. Um, that, that That's probably the main reason he hates his dad, but he, he's hated his dad for so long that that's, like, that's the only reason he's strong, is so that he can one day beat up his dad um oh okay interesting yeah, yeah. Th this show is the show is like a big at its core it's a big like oedipus complex um wow the, the killing your dad part um 
not 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 the other part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say uh, <laughs> can't have the other part without a mom, but uh, we'll just gloss over that part right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, glossing over, let's get to the next scene. Uh, my favorite scene of the episode by far, which is. <laughs> A Japanese news crew talking about um, one, of the, one of the best presidential moments of the Bush administration. Um, do, you, do you want to walk me through what happens, Ryan? Oh, my God. So in the year, uh, the uh, the President Bush, uh, I'm assuming Bush Jr., um, in order to combat his uh, poor approval ratings, decides to recreate the infamous journey taken by uh, jacked JFK many, many years ago. Uh, so on the same day, at the same time, he takes a motorcade, and at the exact spot that JFK was fatally shot, he is abducted. But we don't know this immediately. The camera crew uh, loses connection to the studio. There is a blackout. Next thing we see is the Asian corresponder calling out that... An Asian boy grabbed <laughs> President Bush and absconded with him somewhere. Yamamoto? The president was abducted! He... Oh! Yamamoto! An unknown perpetrator has just abducted the U.S. president! Oh. As you can see in this footage, it appears that a young Asian man has carried off the president! I was... I love this scene so much. First of all, everything the Japanese reporter says sounds like it was written by ChatGPT. Like, he sounds like <laughs> a robot. The use of satellite broadcasting, which was expected to dazzle the entire world, got off to a rather inauspicious start. The name of the hero tragically struck down was John F. Kennedy. Today, inspired by that charismatic yet ill-fated politician, current U.S. President George Bush has decided to hold a parade here in Dallas. The president himself has said that the goal of today's event is to rewrite this date's ominous history and to restore the image of Dallas on the world stage. Um, and secondly, I think this is the cheapest scene in the entire show. Like, if you look in the background of some of these shots, there's just like, like they've animated people into the background who just stand statically still looking at the camera. Like, it's, it's, it's so bad. <laughs> How many times have you watched this episode, Steve? I'm just curious. Yeah. No, here's the, I watched it twice. I like to prepare for these records, but and a third time when I first watched it. But the, the fun thing about this Baki Hanma is I haven't rewatched this series as much as I have the original. So I'm, I'm coming at it pretty fresh. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. And I was just curious because, like, you're describing things that normally I would catch on, like, my second walkthrough. I mean, or, sorry, watch through. Because uh, immediately I was just taken over by the whole absurdity of the thing. Uh, yeah. You know, like, President Bush, like, okay uh asian boy okay uh <laughs> taken away to a nearby room okay uh for what purpose to meet oliver oh i know that guy yeah um <laughs> it's, so it all just kind of flew past me it's so insane so yeah so so baki kidnapped the president so that he could ask the president that he gets arrested and sent to a uh, arizona state prison which i've been meaning to look up if this is a real prison even honestly um but uh, you wants... haven't heard of the black pentagon oh my god 
<laughs> no, I haven't heard of the Black Pentagon. Um, we'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> but um, he he wants to go there. So what are your demands? Well, Mr. President, that's the easy part. Arizona State Prison. And he basically tells the president to do that because he's abducted him. Um, I also just wanted to highlight there was a great line by the president uh, while being kidnapped by some Asian boy. Um, he said, this is worse than a rained out rodeo. I'm president. But if it's one on one, I'm powerless. This is like rain and a rodeo. Uh, rain, rain, and rain and call rodeo. it rodeo. <laughs> I'm, <I>, I'm <laughs> the president of the United States, but in a one on one, I'm useless. <laughs> such a good one i knew you were gonna call it out as soon as i heard it i was like ah yeah yeah that, that that's memorable there's there's two lines i wrote down that i have to call out um but that that's the first one um yeah were, were you surprised to see bush because when this story was written bush was president that's that's why this happens okay so i i i looked at when this uh you know anime came out it was what is it 2021, 2021 it was yeah. <laughs> Okay, so it's calling from a story that Bush was president. Okay, fair. But did the first Baki series make reference to any actual figures? Or was it completely set in like a fictitious universe? It's funny. Um, we, we just spent a whole season about how Muhammad Ali's son wanted to date Baki's girlfriend. Uh, <laughs> oh, I remember you mentioning something yeah. about Muhammad Ali. And then uh, I was like, real Muhammad Ali or fake? You're like, no, 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 real. Yeah, real except he spells his name differently. Um, just just like Iron oh. Michael, to be honest. Um, but uh, Baki's always played a fine line. Uh, I think, honestly, whenever he's interested in... Um, it, 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 whenever he can work it in, uh, real world characters will be there. Even Mr. Oliver, to be honest, is just... Um, uh, a take on Sergio Ser, uh, Sergio Oliva, I believe is his name, who was a Cuban bodybuilder. Um, so mo- most, um, a lot of the time, there is real world characters in Baki or a real world ca- character, but safe from copyright infringement. Um, got you, got you. Yeah, to, like I, I'm taking people's word at this from the Baki wiki, but like Bush isn't the only president to show up in here. Clint, Hillary, uh, Barack, and Trump have all showed up in Baki at some point. Hey, editor Steve here. I just wanted to fact check myself, and I, I found the issue where Barack Obama shows up, and it's great. The entire issue is that uh, Yujiro Hanma meets Barack Obama, but from what I can tell, it seems like every president has to make basically an oath of allegiance to Yujiro that they won't uh basically piss him off it's such it's so great <laughs> anyway oh geez yeah <laughs> it's very yeah. political manga oh i'm assuming we fast forward oh you're talking about the manga i guess right we still have to uh oh yeah the manga, to see Barack and Trump. there's there's so much in the manga that i don't think is ever going to become animated <laughs> at, at the rate they're putting this stuff out um <laughs> take your time we'll, we'll we'll be here or not yeah <laughs> maybe our kids will see it my, my <laughs> to my kids i leave the history of baki um <laughs> what a legacy oh my god so so that leads into our next scene where baki uh goes to jail um as as some of my guests have been eagerly anticipating um 
he goes to the Black Pentagon. I think now, uh, Ryan, can you describe the Black Pentagon? I know a lot of our guests probably know of the Pentagon, uh, or the White Pentagon, as, as I would call it. There are actually two Pentagons in the U.S. One is the well-known building that houses the Department of Defense and is sometimes known as the White Pentagon. This is the other one. Yes, yes. Uh, so the Black Pentagon is the White Pentagon in the middle of the Arizona desert, uh, but jacked up to be the most intimidating fortress you can imagine. So you've got your center Pentagon, and then you've got um, jagged, like it's just rows and rows, thick concrete walls. It, this place is a compound to house Godzilla. If Godzilla... <laughs> We're, we're something of our size, right? Yeah. I mean, it, 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 it's absolutely insane. Sticks out like a sore, sore thumb. That being said, totally within the realm of possibility for, for Baki uh, and, and you know, just the, the absolute characters you see. But maybe I'm jumping ahead when I say this. Uh, it, it's supposed to house the most nefarious criminals mm-hmm. in the world, or at least in the, the U.S., so one, I'm not too sure why a uh, a Japanese boy was sent to an American prison. I mean, he, he got the president the president's permission. You know. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, I guess. I thought maybe extradition loved. I don't fucking. Okay, fine. We'll, we'll give him that. Before he so left, Baki it- kidnapped the president of Japan and said, "Don't use extradition laws." <laughs> oh, okay. That that that's see these plot holes, man. It just ugh, makes the show difficult to do sometimes but anyhow some of the enemies he 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 passes by on his you know uh introduction into the gym but the gym (laughs) i mean the (laughs) the 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 prison you don't think too much of them right like they're 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 like yes you can tell that they are a little mentally unstable but um outside of that you know you've you've got your really traditional buff guys um, I don't know. I just I, I I I it makes me want to see the rest of the series if it takes place within the prison because I want to see what other kind of characters are there. You know, like um, I want to see what the 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 worst of the worst in the Baki universe uh looks like, acts like. Man, but, me, uh, me too, hundred percent. Um, the problem is. <laughs> I, I don't want to I'm not going to get too too declarative here with spoiler talk but um, I think that Itagaki the author had um, a lot of great ideas for terrible death row inmates um, and unfortunately he used them in the uh, death row inmate arc and so this mm. prison is often filled with the idea of um, scary criminals more so than um, actual impressive fighters um, and and that's why you get a lot of shots where the criminals don't look that intimidating. I would say it's because they, okay. for the most part, aren't. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that is until, of course. Well, I mean, you have the lineup, and you alluded to this earlier, right? Where Baki is stripped down, yeah. given a wash, <laughs> his fingerprints are taken. Yeah. Uh, some guys called out for having something in concealed internally inside him you know which whatever goes happens, absolutely happens, nowhere of course oh yeah 100 <laughs> percent. 
uh, they're all jacked. And he goes through a line of more so meek, unimpressive uh, prisoners. And then when Baki finally gets to his cell, and I know I'm, I am I am jumping a little bit ahead, you get back to that more muscular kind of uh, caricature of, 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 of character, minus one of the inmates. He's uh, he's very small. Yeah. Oh, oh, you are jumping ahead. You are jumping ahead to when Baki goes to his cell. Um, but before that, let's let's talk about where Baki goes first to to talk to Biscuit Oliver, of course. Oh yeah, Biscuit. That's what his name was. Yeah, it's tricky. Um, not not a typical first name. Uh, <laughs> so of course, the reason that Baki kidnapped the president is so that he could go to Arizona State Jail because if he can fight Biscuit Oliver that will impress his dad and then they can fight each other um so baki gets escorted right to biscuit oliver's cell uh, which of course looks like he lives in the louvre um Mm -hmm. and uh (laughs) i don't know it's it's a pretty it's a pretty straightforward scene biscuit oliver is like oh hey baki have some cognac and baki's like no i want to fight and punches oliver right in the face and then oliver laughs it off because he is so incredibly strong you see the biggest mistake you made was just letting me walk into this room (laughs) Um, were you surprised by how ineffectual Baki's punch uh, was oh totally surprised I mean like we know Oliver's like this just beefcake of a man we know what he's capable of at least in my Mm -hmm. previous episode i got a taste of it but baki is baki we also know what he is capable of he's got the strongest or the most dense muscle mass of any inmate that the warden had ever seen and he just punches oliver in the face and oliver doesn't move an inch his nose actually doesn't seem to have any cartilage in it and it goes into his face but to your point, he just laughs it off, said, oh, okay, kid, you know, sit down. I, I would have thought there would have been at least some type of reaction, especially since when Oliver fought some of the death row inmates from the last season. Yeah, he, he, he took some damage after that, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I was a little, I was a little, uh, that, that was one thing I noted from the scene. I thought, I don't know if it's inconsistent or if Baki really isn't as strong as he was hyped up to be. But uh, yeah, that definitely surprised at that. Yeah. I, I think Oliver just gets a bonus for sitting in his chair. I think it absorbs the shock pretty well. Um, so, so basically the point of this scene is Oliver says, um, in this prison, we have a ranking system. I'm number one. There's 4,700 people or whatever. Um, and I'm number one. Uh, if you want to fight me, I'm going to fight number two uh, in, a, in a week or two. Uh, so go and in the meantime you can go to your jail cell and there you'll meet number two and this is one of my favorite scenes of all of Baki I think it's like one of the only scenes that I think is like a pure comedy scene uh, where Baki goes in his jail cell and he sees two people sleeping in beds and he's trying to figure out who number two is so uh, Ryan why don't you walk me through this scene right if I don't if I'm remembering correctly. Uh, first guy gets out of his bunk is Iron Michael, who we know from the previous series. I take it. 
Uh, we, we know from the, the from the series from the year two thousand, actually. <laughs> oh wow! Okay, way back. Um, did you did you pick up that he's Mike Tyson? By the way, not at all. I'm sorry. Is it, are these obvious things that I'm just missing? No. Well, it's, uh, no, no, no. You are missing obvious ones. There's more obvious ones, like Muhammad Ali was just called Muhammad Ali, but Mike Tyson is called <laughs> Iron Mike. Um, <laughs> But yeah, <laughs> and why is he in jail? Do we do we know that yet, or uh, is this the, the first time? I, I believe the real Mike Tyson went to jail for a while. Um, I think that's why. Oh, okay. I guess we are. It's a mirror to real life. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. All right. So we have Iron Michael, who's pretty intimidating, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's a bit of a reunion for him and Baki. Uh, we find out he's not number two. Iron Michael, what the hell are you? <sighs> I'll explain later on. So it's you. You're the one who's number two, is that right? In this place, I don't even make the top 10. <clears throat> so we go to the next bunk, and this this little Chinese man uh, comes out of the bunk. Um, he's obviously not number two. And they allude to a third person in the room who's uh, in a bunk at the very back. Um, he goes to stretch. You know, you see this one massive arm that's the size of my waist come out the other massive arm two giant legs just extending over the end of this bed this guy's like at least seven feet tall ripped to hell probably the biggest um, guy we've seen on the show like even bigger than jack on the she's he's huge jack honma is that baki's half brother yeah yeah Oh, okay, he okay. Got yeah, he's in surgery, so he's pretty big. Oh damn. Oh yeah, jeez. I was gonna say, like, he, he is as tall as Oliver is thick. Like, I think yeah. when I was on this show last time, you said up to this point, Oliver is the biggest guy we've seen. Uh and apparently that just continuously gets uh like overwritten. Like there's always someone bigger. There's always a bigger fish. Yeah. This guy is the biggest fish, definitely. In, in height, he's got the muscle mass. So, so surely... So he's got to be number two, it? right? Oh, yeah. That, that's that's what we all think. But then, he goes to a broom closet. And the fourth guy comes out. What? Number two. <laughs> the broom closet? Not too impressive looking, if I'm honest, by Baki standards. Mm-hmm. A little taller than Baki. And he is number two. Do you know who that is? No clue. It's Jay Guevara, or from what I can tell, the copyright-free version of revolutionary Che Guevara. Oh, the Che Guevara? <laughs> My God. Well, he does have the bandana. Jeez. Yeah. Oh, so, God. So that's the number two at this prison. Um, the audio in this scene is amazing. Baki at first goes, the broom closet? And then, of course... So you're Baki Hanma. This is the guy? Welcome to prison. This guy is number two. You know, I gotta tell you, for what you did to President Bush, you deserve a lot of praise. Although, honestly, it would have been just perfect if you snuffed him out instead. <laughs> Let me know if there's anything you need to know about this place. Well, there is one thing. Yeah? Why were you in the broom closet? Because I'm a warrior. Because I'm a warrior. <laughs> 
<laughs> that was great. You'll have plenty of time to lie down when you're dead. Yeah. <laughs> the philosophy. Oh, I love it. <laughs> and that and that's like the end of the episode. <laughs> like, we, we end on Jay Guevara coming out of the broom closet. And be, I think Boggy says something like, I'm going to fight you. But that's, uh, that's, that's how we end things. Um, yeah, they know how to make a cliffhanger. So if Boggy takes him out, that means he's immediately next in line to face Oliver, which is his real goal. So exactly. How this pans out. Yeah. All right. Well, that that was that was the episode. As I was saying, it's a bunch of different scenes, but each one's fun. Um. So Ryan, my question to you: uh, It's been a while since the last episode you watched. Do you think that Baki is getting better? Uh, interesting. You say that. I think I like this episode more than I did the first one. I'm not sure if it's just because of the episode or if it's because the show's coming more into itself and it, as you put it, it's getting better. Um, but yeah, I, I really liked all of the, uh, like the pure comedy moments, like when they were deciding what to call the butterfly stroke, when we were finding out who number two was. I feel like I'm watching, uh, Austin Powers again. Uh, no, it was it was a lot more enjoyable. I I I, I actually found myself uh, really into it. Whereas the first one was, you know, my first foray into Baki, and uh, you know, it was memorable for its own right. This one definitely was. Uh, it went by faster. Yeah, I agree. I think this episode sort of plays a bit more with the comedy. I think it's um, uh, it's it's just a fun episode. It, it, it's it's going for the fences, you know. It's it's. Um it's high you know high stakes high situations i like it Mm -hmm. for sure for sure yeah all right well that was a good episode thanks for coming on the podcast ryan um yeah man thanks for having me no problem uh if you missed it uh make sure to watch or listen to the special uh, bonus episode we had this week um where i'm experimenting with a new format for the show <laughs> um, but anyway did someone uh, watch the uh japanese version again and the english subversion <laughs> uh, i'll fill you in after no worries um oh great but that's all the baki we've got to talkie so uh see you all next week see you everyone